Hello, and welcome to Ad Tech Today, a podcast by Smato. I'm your host, Angie Lee, Senior Product Marketing Manager at Smato, and today my guest speaker is Diana Everlin. Uh, she is our Data Protection Officer at Smato. Diana, I'm very excited to have you with us today, especially since we will be tackling a very time-sensitive and important topic. Um, do you want to introduce yourself and uh, the topic for today's discussion? Yeah, sure. Hi, Angie. Thank you for having me. So I'm the Senior Legal Counsel Global Privacy of Smado, and I'm also acting as the Data Protection Officer. I worked for over nine years now in the profession of privacy, and um, in my role, it's... Uh, the majority of work that I see to it that our company is prepared for upcoming new laws and industry solutions to comply with data protection and privacy regulations on a global level. Yeah, and our current topic today is the IAB Transparency and Consent Framework, also known famously as TCF. All right, so we're talking about transparency. Um, can you, first of all, help us understand the difference between TCF and GDPR? I mean, there's a lot of acronyms in this industry. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so the GDPR is uh, the European Data Protection Law, uh, which governs all personal data processing taking place in the European Union and even outside of it uh, when a European citizen is somehow affected. This means that it has a global reach and may also be applicable for companies without an establishment in the European Union. So the TCF, on the other hand, is a standardized policy-based technical solution that makes it easier for participants to comply with the first steps of collecting data and gathering consent for everything advertising related mm -hmm. in a digital way. And it also provides the possibility to signal that information to partners uh, down the line in the advertising chain, which were approved by the user. So it supports both compliance with GDPR as well as with the European e-privacy directive, which is also known as the European marketing law. Okay. So does that mean that GDPR protects every user, both inside of the EU and any European user living or traveling outside of the EU. So um, in other words, even if the European Union is not a target market for an advertiser or publisher, um, is there still a good chance that GDPR would apply? It's far more than that. So, you know, GDPR applies to everybody in the world. When a company within the European Union processes their data. So when you are having a seat in the European Union and you are processing data of American citizens, you fully fall under the GDPR. But it also applies when a company outside the European Union is the so-called offering goods or services to people inside the European Union or if they monitor the behavior happening in the European Union. So that's why the GDPR is sometimes called a world law. Okay, so if it effectively is going to apply pretty much around the globe. Um, so does implementing TCF automatically equal compliance with GDPR? <laughs> Unfortunately not. That would actually be really, really great. But uh, as I said before, the implementation of the TCF 
is not the compliance regime for GDPR and it doesn't guarantee that all data processings of the participants of the TCF framework uh, are compliant. So there are quite a lot of other requirements to fulfill besides just to collect consent from users for certain advertising related activities. Okay, and I think you'll probably fill us in on some of those requirements later, but um, does TCF apply to publishers or advertisers or both? Um, which side of the house or whose responsibility is it to implement this? Okay, when we are talking about responsibility, it goes a bit deeper. But depending which role in the advertising industry you are taking, you will have different requirements to meet. So the IAB, um, and you can look that up on their website, they have a really good material there and provide a thorough overview of policies which each actor has to comply with, uh, as well as technical specifications to implement when you want to be a part of that framework. So for instance, for consent management platforms, so-called CMPs, mm -hmm. or vendors who are actors in the advertising industry and support with services and software to provide digital advertising, they need to register officially with the IAB TCF um, uh, online. And agencies or advertisers, they do not need to register to be a part of the TCF, but of course, um, they have to honor the user's choices when they get those signals accordingly. Okay, so even if you're not um, actively taking some action around TCF, this still is going to affect you from an advertising standpoint. Exactly. So why did or how did TCF come about in the first place? <laughs> really good question, Angie. Thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, how to put it? Okay, so let's be honest. Um, because the GDPR imposes much heavier fines on data controllers and processors now. Um, yeah, and of course, the global reach of the GDPR means far more companies. So process personal data for personalized advertising. They need to have a technical supported solution to do this in a compliant way with European laws, with GDPR, as well as the e-privacy directive. So um, that's the industry standard. The IAB supported and uh, Smado had a really big part of developing the in-app specifications for that. Okay. And so right now we're looking at TCF version 2 coming up. And um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what is the main, what are some of the main differences or changes from version 1 to TCF 2? Yeah, sure. The TCF 1 was um, created kind of under a really, really tight deadline. So a full thorough assessment of the needs of everybody participating in the advertisement industry and in the chain was a really a, a struggle. And the TCF version 2 is now taking those feedback into account from the market um, mm -hmm. mainly publishers and from the data protection authorities. The main changes, which I think are um, pretty, pretty important here uh, to highlight, um, are that the users can give or withhold consent on a now newly granular level, and they can even exercise their right to object to data processed on the basis of a legitimate interest when some vendor is evaluating this as their legal basis. So the consent has also to be given by a clear affirmative action 
So that basically means um, scrolling in an app is not considered giving consent, right? Mm. And it also enables greater transparency for the user. So we provided much more detailed and easily understandable descriptions now of the processes and the purposes of data processings for personalized advertising and much more. But on the other hand, the publishers have now much more control over the purposes for which a specific actor in the digital advertising chain can process the data which was collected on their properties, right? So they can even set a block list, which mm -hmm. I think is um, for the majority of publishers pretty important. Okay, so one of the clear changes is this affirmative action, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I thought it was interesting that you said For example, if you're just continuing to scroll an app, that does not necessarily mean consent anymore. Exactly. That is a, a big change. And this was also triggered through guidances and interactions with the data protection authorities. Mm -hmm. As you know, the GDPR doesn't have famous court rulings uh, already to, to show it's a new law mm -hmm. and interpretations um, are still to be made uh, on a really intense level. So um, communications with the data protection authorities and uh, with the IAB are really important to maintain this level of understanding what could be within the rails of the interpretation of mm -hmm. this new law. And how can we create transparent and uh, concise solution for the users to give them the control they need, they want, and they are obliged to have by mm -hmm. law? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I mean, given that user privacy is a hot topic and has been so for the past few years, and because of the rapid pace of technology changing sometimes, The legal background takes a while to catch up. Um, but that being said, do you feel that there would be subsequent versions of TCF in the future, like a version three or four or so on? I pretty much expect that, yes. Mm -hmm. um, so version two is a huge step forward mm -hmm. for the users and for the industry. And um, I would say it will definitely not be the last one. It has to be developed further on an ongoing basis. It has to take into account the guidances of the data protection authorities. It has to take into account the court rulings of the Court of Justice of the European Union. And we also see privacy regulations developing on a global level um, with quite a few similarities to the GDPR. And those are uh, developments when we are having a look based from our industry. Those have to be included in a standard which is fitting to the needs of several regulations across the globe and not a single one. And I really think that if we take a look into the future three to four years from now, we mm -hmm. will definitely have one global standard where all requirements are mirrored. Great. Um, I know a lot of publishers, especially those based in regions outside of the mm. European Union, have been struggling to find some guidance around TCF um, and GDPR in general. Um, so what resources are there that are available to them that might help provide a little bit more guidance? Mm. So regarding guidance on GDPR in general, personally, I think the information webpage from the ICO, that's the English 
Data Protection Authority on their website is really helpful. It doesn't only cover GDPR related aspects, but also marketing aspects regarding e-privacy directive in a really comprehensible, understandable way. When we are having a look at the TCF requirements, the IAB really uh, did a lot of pre-work already to support the industry and either the publisher or the CMP, the vendor and even the advertisers to provide webinars and FAQs and guidances. They go as far as giving out not only technical specifications, but um, guidances on how to design the user interface in accordance with the framework, as well as uh, standard legal texts for including um, to collect compliant consent. So um, everybody in the industry should actually really have a thorough look at this to ensure that those requirements are met. Okay. Um, based on what we know today, do you already um, do you already have information on a deadline for TCF version 2? So the official deadline, which was currently um, promoted, is uh, Q1 2020. Mm -hmm. There, uh, all publishers and other participants in the framework should have registered with the IAB. Same goes for the CMPs and vendors. And until Q1 2020, the old version of the TCF, the version 1.1, will still work. But after that, there will be a cut and uh, only the version 2 will work in the industry. So you better prepare soon. Okay, so do we know an exact date or did they have they only said Q1 at this point? So it's end of March, beginning of April. It depends, okay. of course, on uh, um, on the possibility of uh, fluent registration mm -hmm. and rollout of um, all technical specs. But at the moment, it looks pretty good. End of March, beginning of April, we will see a rapid change in the industry under the use of TCF version 2. Okay, and then I'm sure some of our um, publisher listeners are wondering what is the consequence if they don't mm -hmm. meet this deadline? So we will likely see uh, consequences in the monetization of a European inventory. The market will see um, a change uh, on the demand side. The demand side will likely buy uh, IAB TCF version 2 traffic for much higher prices and this will be a requirement and they won't accept um, if, if I may uh, have this look into the future, they won't accept uh, other uh, consent mechanisms anymore. And taking into account the fact that Google announced that they will adopt the framework as well, this will have a much bigger impact uh, in the market than the first version. Okay. Um, so we're looking at definitely a hit from a monetization standpoint, but um, our publishers... Uh, should they be worried about fines of any sort if they don't meet this deadline? There is no fine of, to be expected by the IAB if they don't participate in the framework, mm -hmm. right? It is totally up to them to join. Mm -hmm. If they don't join, they don't get the help to know what compliant uh, consent could look like. Mm -hmm. um, they are not then having uh, the CMP who is registered and is complying with those requirements and a publisher uh, who really wants to take the struggle to create everything on his own in regarding user interface and collecting consent they despite the fact that they will have a certain consent system mm -hmm. we will see that it will not be bought as the same price as 
an IAB TCF version 2 consented inventory. Right. Okay. So for all intents and purposes, a publisher is definitely incentivized to adopt. Um, We talked about earlier that adopting TCF doesn't necessarily equal compliance with GDPR, but not doing so definitely makes it harder to know if you're compliant. Um, So they would run that risk as well. Um, That's right. Great. Okay. So I think we should definitely uh, schedule a webinar so we can help some of our listeners get a little bit more detailed information about TCF um, version 2. And um, we'll probably share that sometime in the next few months or so. Um, But in the meantime, I think publishers or anybody else who's interested in taking a look at TCF version 2 should go to the IAB website, take a look at some of those resources that you mentioned, yeah, and uh, keep an eye out for some of our blog posts or other resources to come later. Exactly. So make sure you have a look at the iabeurope.eu website where there is specific information provided, really on-spot FAQs for an easy understanding, and then you guys just take it from there. Perfect. Thank you so much, Diana, for helping us today. Thank you for having me. It was great fun. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.